Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of After Taps. Uh, this is going to be a little bit different than the past episodes that we've had. Uh, we got a special group here with us today, and I'll introduce them shortly. So, weekend review of athletics here on Culver's campus. We've, we're action-packed all weekend long, Friday through Sunday. So, starting off on Friday, we had boys rugby at Penn. Unfortunate loss. Uh, JD baseball at Tippecanoe Valley. Loss. And uh, we had girls track, which I heard they did pretty well. Not too sure the results. Uh, girls JD law, uh, lax was canceled. And uh, then they, our girls varsity lax also had a loss. So unfortunate results on Friday's matches. Uh, we had an action-packed Saturday here this weekend. Um, rowing was in Ann Arbor at a regatta. All, uh, all teams participated. Uh, we had uh, the JV Jump Show at Hilltop Hunter. Not too sure what that means, to be honest. I'm not a huge horse person. And then uh, Voice Track did well. And we also had a Dance Vision Show on, on Saturday night, which I was fortunate enough to go to. It was my first one. It was one of the shows that they put on throughout the year, and I hadn't been able to make it out to any of the other ones. But this Saturday, I made sure I, to get out there, and I had a lot of fun. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. And then Sunday, we had a couple games. We had the rowing regatta was still going on. I think they raced here and there. And then boys prep lacrosse played Saturday and Sunday with two huge wins. Uh, score was over 20 to whatever. So, you know, they always they always do well. And then boys varsity lax was at Columbus. They took a 10 to 12 loss. What They played really well all, uh, all weekend. So... This weekend, I was fortunate enough to go to the Dance Vision show. It was something completely new to me, and uh, I really had a good time. And that's actually who we have here on the show tonight. We've got the senior leaders of Dance Vision. This is our uh, first first time having CGA represented on uh, the podcast. I'm really excited. So um, I'll let them go ahead and introduce themselves as we go around. Hi, I'm Wiley Welch. I am a four-year senior from CL Dorm. Um, I am from Winneka, Illinois, a suburb outside of Chicago, and I've been on Dance Vision all four years of my Culver experience. Hi, my name is Kirsten Alsayden. I'm also a four-year senior in Atrium Dorm, and I'm also from Winneka, Illinois, a suburb outside of Chicago. And my plan for next year is to take a gap year and then go to Santa Clara University in fall 2022. Hi, my name is Ava Johnson. I'm also a four-year senior in Harbor Dorm. I've been on Dance Vision for the past four years. I am from Greenwood, Indiana, and my college plans are Indiana University. Hi, I'm Brett LeVan, also a four-year senior from Tower Dorm. I'm from the great state of Kansas. <laughs> and, um, I also plan to take a gap year and then attend Colorado College. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here on the show. We're really excited to have you. Uh, for those of you guys listening, this is a lot different than what we normally do. As the, the show's name is After Taps, we usually film and record in our room after Taps. But uh, today we're joined here in the library to have this special interview. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off here. Um, what is Dance Vision? I mean, a lot of people are probably wondering what that is. Uh, if somebody can go ahead and kind of give me an explanation of, and talk a little bit on that. Um, so Dance Vision is the, I guess, dance company at Encore Academy's campus. Um, it's basically the only way that you can dance here. You have to do a tryout in both the winter and the fall in order to make it onto the team. 
Um, sometimes it's selective, other times it's not, depends how many people go out to try out. Um, but we practice every day from 4.15 to 6, except on Saturday and Sunday. And we hold two major recitals every single year, and then we have showcases to showcase creative works that each of the dancers have um, worked on individually um, to kind of help guide their creative process as choreographers. Awesome. To go off of that before I ask any more questions, um, reading uh, the pamphlet of this weekend's show, it says that you guys actually designed the choreography yourself. Is that true? So there's something called honoring and dance, which um, you can choose to do. And I'll have Wiley talk about some of the requirements that you have to do in order to do that. Um, yeah, so basically this year there were four of us honoring, and this spring was technically our honor showcase. So Brett LeVan, Maria Gamboa, Kirsten Alsaden, and myself, we all honored. So basically what you do, you, you kind of have to know your freshman year if honoring is something that you want to start, and you'll take um, Dance Workshop 1, and then um, you'll take Dance Workshop 2, and then you'll take Dance History your junior year. That was probably my favorite class. We learned all about the history of dance, and it was actually a really like hard class, I would say. It was one of the classes I learned the most in, and mm -hmm. I really loved it. And then this year, we took honors and seminars. So basically, um, in the fall, you choreograph one piece, and then in the winter, you choreograph one piece. One's a solo, and one's a group piece. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun, and you guys definitely did a great job this weekend. Uh, I had, a, like I said, an absolute blast. Um, I noticed that it wasn't just seniors, though, that were dancing. It was represented by all grades here on campus. Um, how, how do you guys model, like, leadership for those younger girls who are coming up through the program, kind of want to take your spot as, as you guys leave? Um, I think, like, coming in freshman year, we looked up to the seniors. Um, and then after they each kind of graduated, there were six of us on the six seniors on the team this year, and we're all leaving. And so... <laughs> The team next year is going to be quite different, um, but it's like we're we're a family. Like dance vision is my home on campus, and it's what I've done all four years. And so I think it's just like um, it's a community, and we make it a community by doing like team bonding, team meal, and it's we're really close to our coaches, which I think also makes the whole experience um, a lot more like meaningful and as like one family. Yeah, and I think just being older in general will be already a bigger impact on the younger girls because I remember as freshmen I'd look up to them and be like oh my gosh these girls know what they're doing they have everything together and I'm just this little 14 year old that like has no idea what I'm doing with my life and then watching them grow and do honors and go to college it made me feel more confident in myself when I became a senior even though I did not do honors because I usually did track in the spring until this year but I still enjoyed my time um, on the team even without honoring. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, a lot of people might sleep on uh, the community that you guys have just because it's not as well represented, but from what I've seen over the past weekend and the past couple months is you guys have is just as strong as the group as any of the sports team on campus. So it's, it's really nice to see that. Um, I got some more questions for you guys. What what kind of dance do you guys do? Is it all the same or do you guys have specialties? or? So we pretty much here, we offer ballet and more of like a contemporary modern. Um, but we've had had people come in the past. We People will, like, guest um, teachers will come and they've taught hip hop 
Um, jazz. What else? It's hard. You can't do tap on the white Marley because it leaves scuff marks. Um, otherwise, I think we would all really like to do tap. Yeah. But hip hop is a lot of fun. Yeah. It challenges a lot of us, but it's it's a good time. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I would say with one of our new teachers that has come in, um, we've really focused in on modern, which is something that's like evolving constantly, and it's huge in the dance world right now. It's really mm-hmm. the center of what's happening in dance, and so that's something I. I found myself really enjoying and I know like I've learned so much in the world of modern that Miss Taylor Setter has kind of brought to the team which has been really awesome. I also think like uh, our freshman and sophomore year we had Mrs. Duke and she founded Dance Vision and then after our sophomore year she retired (laughs) but she had like a very like uh, distinct like like very distinct like way of dancing and I think we like that was kind of like it was different because that was not something we had done, but she was so passionate about it that she never stopped when, like, we were like, oh, like, jazz hands. But then, like, we all knew we needed to do it for her. Mm-hmm. So I think Miss Taylor Sutter coming in, like, although we love Miss Duke and we wish she was still here, it is, like, a different kind of, like, environment because she's younger and she has, like, this, like, new kind of, like, um, like, mo- uh, like way of moving. Way of moving. Yeah. That's just different mm-hmm. from what we ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, I think also all of us come from different backgrounds of dance. So we all, because it's a boarding school, so we all come from all over the place. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. Because, you know, some girls come from more of a hip-hop, like, competition background. Other girls come from, like, an Irish dancing background. But we all come together and we learn to move as one, which Mm -hmm. I think is really interesting. And that not a lot of people can do very well. Mm -hmm. So that is something we specialize in. Yeah, it was unbelievable to watch. You guys were all, like, in sync. At, at, and you, like you said, you all come from different backgrounds. So, like, to join together and do one dance as, as a group, I thought it was impre- very, very impressive. Um, kind of different sport or, like, athletic organization. Do you guys have, like, role models that you look up to? Or, like, I know, like, in baseball, everybody looks up to Derek Jeter. And in basketball, there's always the Michael Jordan and so on. Is there somebody that... Each of you guys have, like, a role model when it comes to dance? Um, I think, like, after dance history, we all kind of discovered the people that we look up to. Um, but, yeah, I think it, I think dance history really has changed the way that we all perceive what dance really is. So now I look up to people like Pina Bausch, people who are pushing boundaries in dance, like, making you question what dance even is like Brett this weekend did a solo or a du- duet she choreographed a duet without music and I think without that class we would have no idea that that was even a possibility to do dance without music so I think that just I look up to people that really try and push the bound of what dance is yeah and I think going off that um beyond that like I'm I'm a big fan of ballet something I've always really enjoyed and one um, dancer who's kind of world-renowned is Misty Copeland. Um, She's someone I've always looked up to because she started ballet at age 14 and now she's one of the greatest ballerinas in the world and I think that's really interesting and on top of that she also represents um, a big community being one of the only um, professional black um, female dancers is really, really awesome to see. And she's just incredible because 
most ballerinas, like if we look at Russia, they all start at age two, you know, they're like forcing these young girls to kind of get into ballet and that becomes their life. But she started at age 14 and she's just so incredible. And so that's something I've always looked up to, especially like being set back by a couple injuries along the way. It's like hope that I can still, you know, be great, even though, you know, I was a little set back at times like we all were. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like one more thing, I think uh, for me, a piece by Martha Graham called Lamentation. I don't know if anybody on this podcast is going to watch it, but it's like she choreographed her, it's like a, it's her dancing and she's in this like fabric and she's dancing most, well, I think almost the entire dance in this fabric. And it's just <coughs> a really creepy dance. And I think this show was very heavy in the aspect that like we picked topics that were very like taboo and like heavy topics. And so I like wanted to like, it, that piece called Lamentation, like, really, like, was, like, it inspired me because it was, like, you can make dance heavy and leave people being, like, oh, crap, like, what did I just watch? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, like, that's not mm-hmm. my thing. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's good knowledge for everybody to learn. Uh, Wiley, you kind of talked about it. You said that some of these Russians, they start really young. Was dance something that you guys all started at a young age? Like, has it been something you've been doing your whole life or maybe started more recently? Everyone has like a love hate relationship with dance when they're little. Like your mom always pushes you to take ballet classes when you're little. So yeah, I started dancing when I was about two years old, and I went off and on doing that until Wiley and I joined a competition team called R&B in sixth grade. Um, so we went around for about four years doing competitions, and we did all sorts of dance from contemporary tap. Ballet, acro, hip hop, we did it all. And then we came here and it was very different because um, the only forms that were really offered was modern um, and contemporary and ballet. But they also try and bring in choreographers from other places, which is super inspirational, like Nick Papillo from this real dance company. So I share a similar experience with Wiley and Kirsten. I also started very young. Um, at the Indianapolis School of Ballet and then I remember I was trying to balance that with soccer and it was very difficult because I would wake up and have soccer practice or soccer um, games and Saturday mornings and then I have to go to four-hour dance practices (coughs) on Saturday afternoons and being nine years old ten years old and having to do that was very 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 difficult so I ended up dropping soccer for dance and then I moved to a competition team for like five years and I did similar to Wiley and Kirsten. I did all the different um, uh, styles and we advanced to nationals multiple times but coming here was definitely different and it was kind of almost a slap in the face but I've learned to adapt and honestly I think I love this new style of dance than what I did previously. Um, Yeah I started Irish dancing when I was eight and I did that for four years and then I like in, in my dance company um, I didn't. I never did competition, but in the dance company, I just did Irish, and then I was like, oh, there's like other forms, and so then I started doing ballet and modern and tap and all of those, and then I did that. Um, it was just like exactly kind of like what's here, where we had two performances every year, and um, so that like coming here is not really different for me, except for the fact that we didn't have those extra forms of dance. Um, but I started when I was like seven or eight, so not quite as young, but um, about the same idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting to kind of hear your guys' background on dance. Uh, Brett, you mentioned that you did Irish dance, and uh, 
that one kind of hits home for me because my sister, uh, she participated in Irish dance for a long time growing up. So I went to uh, a lot of shows. I, I believe they're called gigs or something like that, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, and they were, those were a lot of fun to watch. Um, but doing that, I, I know we traveled when, we were, when she was younger and I kind of went along. Do you guys travel at all as a team here on campus? Is that something you guys do or are they all home performances? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So actually, we I think in my beginning years at Culver, I was really hoping that we would start a competition team. I really love like competing. It's something I've always been passionate about. But um, over time, I've kind of began to appreciate that we're less focused on competing with other teams and more focused on working cohesively as a team, as one, and just bettering ourselves for ourselves, not for a title. And so we do not travel, but last year, prior to COVID, we were able to go see the Joffrey Ballet, and we were able to see Hubbard Street. Um, being so close to Chicago opens up so many opportunities to go see, like, some of the greatest dancers in the world. And so, um, especially when Miss Taylor Setter came, it was a big passion of hers to take us to go see what's happening in the dance world. You know, you get so stuck in your own things that you like. And so like going out and pushing our limits um, was an awesome opportunity for us. But um, yeah, all of our recitals are at home and there's no competitions here at Culver. But yeah. You brought up something that I was going to go into a little bit later, COVID. How has that affected you guys and your team? I know like the uh, spring performances last year were canceled, but how did that affect you guys? And then having the whole spring season off and summer off and then coming back in and having to wear masks. I don't know if you guys have to in the, in the fall, if somebody wants to touch on that. Well, I usually I'm not a part of dance in the spring, but I can almost talk about my part as being like a track athlete in the spring, going from lifting weights and doing sprints and all this stuff to having like tight muscles and going to have like over the summer having to train to go back into dance in the fall and getting my flexibility back and everything like that has is a real challenge um but i'll have them speak more about their experiences with the spring because i wasn't there when it got canceled so. um so i was dance vision prefect in the spring so i only had like well two good weeks of that position um, and then I had to go home and it was really, it was a really hard hit for a lot of the honors candidates last year because they were unable to perform in the spring performance and we were unable to perform as well. Um, so a lot of the honors candidates actually videotaped themselves in their houses um, doing their choreography and they were able to receive honors that way. Um, but as on as the dance vision prefect, I wanted to do something to recognize those seniors. So I made like a video and each person, um, each company member and dance vision talked a little bit about each senior. Um, so I think that we made the most of a bad situation. And then um, going forward this year, we've just been wearing masks constantly in the studio and prior to our performance <coughs> performances, we all get tested. Um, so that we don't have to wear those masks on stage because stage makeup, expression, all those things are part of art. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Because one big thing, one big thing of dance is facial expressions because that is one way you really show what you're trying to portray. And dancing in masks is definitely hard 
to do that. And it's also, we're just in such a confined space where having something covering our mouth at all times, it's so hard to breathe. And like when you're doing extensive work, like what we do, it's, it's just, it's difficult, difficult very difficult. I think one other thing is that um, like honoring, I have uh, appreciated, and I really appreciate the idea of understudies so much. And then, like um, for the uh, for the December show, one of the girls wasn't able to perform because um, she tested positive, and an understudy had to go in. And so, like uh, COVID has kind of like been like you can't you can't expect to dance, and that's like that was like really stressful. And I think that was like one of the things that made the this year so stressful is that like you don't know if you're gonna dance until the day before. Yeah, yeah and I had one of my dancers in my group piece was unable to. So I put in my understudy, and I would, had never had to do anything like that before, but um, she worked super hard to eventually get her way into my dance, so uh, I'm really thankful, and I think that understudies can be super unappreciated in the arts, but they yeah, play a very important it. role. Oh, an understudy? Um, so an understudy is just a person that, or a dancer who learns the choreography, but is not necessarily in the piece but will step in if one of them gets injured or sick or is unable to perform so um yeah that's what an understudy is and it's a really important role that you play because you have to learn each part um in the dance and be ready to step in whenever needed mm -hmm. it sounds like everybody has a very important role on the, in the whole program um, and then with the COVID issue, you guys were able to respond pretty well, it seems like, mm -hmm. even though everybody had to go through adversity. Mm -hmm. um, you guys kind of mentioned Prefect a few times. Um, and for some of the viewers who might not know, if you guys want to kind of go into what that is, I mean, with the, like, the specific Prefect that you guys have, and then also what it means in the CGA leadership, because like I said, this is the first time we've had any representatives of CGA on the show. So it's going to be a little different for some of our viewers. Yeah, so currently I am the Dance Vision Prefect for the third rotation. Essentially, my job is every day I get to dance a little early to check everyone in. I send Sunday um, emails of our schedule every week, and I kind of just, like, work with the two coaches. If there's a problem, I'm there, and I want to help them. I think it's been really awesome because often – a dance vision prefect is a junior, but being a senior in this role, I'm a lot closer to, I think, um, our two coaches than, you know, just because I'm a four-year senior than most of the juniors are. And so I've been able to, like, you know, talk out problems, resolve them with them. And it's honestly been a very rewarding experience because it's something that I'm really passionate about dance and I'm really passionate about the leadership system. So kind of combining those two things for me um, has been really great. Uh, last week, I worked with the communications chairs to have a Dance Vision takeover on CGA Instagram to kind of get more um, talk around campus about coming to our shows, which was great. And we ended up having a wonderful turnout on Saturday night. And so I work under the Fine Arts Chair, and another Dance Vision member is currently the Fine Arts Chair. And so every now and then we just kind of have committee meetings, um, push ourselves to come up with new ideas um, of how to kind of better the community. But it's a very re rewarding experience because it's something I care about a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and they also, Dance Vision Prefect also plans like events, um, 
like for team bonding and stuff like that. Um, and they just work to help the dance teachers in any way that they need help. So and they pick out the reg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dance vision does get reg every season. It's, it's good. Usually right. pretty nice. Mm-hmm. So we get we get to awesome. choose and just put the label on it. So yeah. there you go. Nice. So it sounds like you guys got a lot on your hands then. Um, Wiley, you, you mentioned the, the turnout of this weekend's uh, performance. I was there on Saturday, and I'd say the the gym or the performing arts center was pretty full. Mm-hmm. I uh, I was second row, so I didn't see too much behind me, but. Uh, it, when I was walking out, there was a lot of people there, so it's very nice to see. So it seems like you guys did your job by getting the message out. And, yeah, Mark um, Dance Vision does mm-hmm. amazing advertising, marketing, um, posters, school G, like everything. We word of mouth, everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. How how was the turnout on Sunday? Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it due to parade, but it was still honestly. It's there's been more people than our past performances, but it still wasn't as many people as Saturday. Mm-hmm. Saturday was definitely our bigger turnout. Sunday is usually more faculty and staff mm-hmm. that come and Parents, maybe, but not this Yeah, maybe some students that miss Saturday, but eh, there wasn't that many. Yeah. Usually mm-hmm. in the winter, both of the shows are often <coughs> pretty full, but in the spring we compete with like lacrosse. And mm-hmm. so like, of course, team and that's important, but mm-hmm. that was what was happening during the Sunday. So. Yeah. And I would say most people that wanted to um, most students definitely got that yeah, opportunity on Saturday night, which was mm-hmm. really awesome. And it was live streamed for all the parents. Mm-hmm. So they all That's got to great. watch yeah. live. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, like the people that wanted to go were able to go. And I know uh, a lot of people who might not have planned on going ended up going. Like, uh, for example, my roommate Tyler initially didn't plan on going, but uh, ended up making it out. So a lot of people from different walks of life on campus were there mm-hmm. supporting, yeah. which is uh, really nice to see. Because that's, that's kind of the whole point of my show, realistically, is to kind of like get people to be more active on campus mm-hmm. and kind of go around and show support because we're not here for so long. and We want to make sure everybody feels appreciated, which I'm really happy yeah. everybody's getting, getting what they should. I like that you say that because oftentimes when you go outside you know, school realms, you have to pay to go watch an art performance, go to an art gallery, do all these things, whereas you don't have to pay to come support your fellow mm-hmm. students trying to create art on campus. So um, I think it's a really interesting opportunity, and if you have a chance, you should totally come out and support Stanfordism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that uh, we try to, like, justify the fact that we're a sport, <laughs> and Miss Yellow Sutter um, has often, like, I, I, like she's often like pushed us to like think of ourselves as not trying to compete with the idea that we're a sport and that we are an art and that like while the campus may not appreciate art as much as they do as sports like it is evident that like we have a place on this campus and like that you said like the community does come um to us when mm-hmm. we have performances and we are all very thankful for yeah. that yeah. i think it's different from other art forms though in the sense that it's definitely an athletic yeah. art um, so although it's not classified as a sport, I think it takes just as much um, to do yeah, it. Well, right, well right. I'll argue with you on this podcast. Like, it is a sport, but it's all about yeah. it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'll argue, yeah. Um, while we're on this topic, is there an opportunity for other students to, like, come out and, and try it? You know, I've seen some videos of some other students, like, going to the studio and dancing uh, outside of like the classes that we take care of, which we can talk about in a second. But uh, is there like a Saturday where people can come and you guys kind of teach? Is that something I, I 
generally don't know. Well, that isn't something right now, but <coughs> that could be a good idea for the like, future. I feel like someone's working well, on I think it. that was yeah. the whole thing was to like, allow people to come to the arts and like mm-hmm. try it out. So maybe, yeah. maybe I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say um, just the whole class aspect for people getting the opportunity to dance with their friends, dance for athletes, and one and two are super popular around campus. Like everyone really enjoys them. Um, the teachers are fun. You get to listen to music. You get a grade for like learning a little combination. And like, who doesn't want to know how to dance? You mm-hmm. know, so it's, it's just hard. it's a life skill. You yeah. want to know. You know, you're gonna have to do it someday. So mm-hmm. you may as well learn. But um, people really take advantage of that opportunity, which is awesome. And then. Um, what I've realized is students who have taken advantage of that opportunity have a greater appreciation for dance. And I would say also there's a class called Body Studies that um, Brett, Ricky, and I all did together. And in that class, you learn a lot about injury prevention. Um, it is a very dance-oriented class. We do Pilates, yoga, a little bit of everything. But people do begin to kind of appreciate what we do a bit mm-hmm. more after taking those classes. Um, I just wanted to add on to that. I actually, there was one time where we had guest artists come and help with the Dance for Athletes class this year, and I went and helped out one of the classes. And it was crazy how amazed these Dance for Athletes kids were when I did a turn or I like did the splits. And I was like, I think I'm just so used to it, but it's also very rewarding to see that these people are actually like impressed with what I do because oftentimes I feel like dance may be a little underrated mm-hmm. by people who don't fully understand it, but when mm-hmm. you're close up and you actually see what's going on, people appreciate yeah. it more and more. Also, prior to getting, like, super diving deep into the choreography leading up to the show, like, earlier on in the year, on Wednesdays, we always have um, have to go to, like, the gym or we'll do circuits or yoga or something that will really, like, <laughs> help make sure that we don't get injured as dancers because we're working a lot of different parts of our bodies um so stretching and all working out and everything are really important helping to there's one thing i'd like to add to that is that we do do dynamic stretching um i know there are some people that think we don't do dynamic stretching but we do (laughs) (laughs) dynamic warm-ups we do do it and we're also like i would say there's a reason that we all care a lot about you know, our bodies and, like, taking um, those measures. I know none of us want to go a while without dancing, and I had that experience last year after tearing my meniscus and a dance warm-up one day. But, like, that just goes to show that, like, those things can happen in dance warm-ups just as they can happen in soccer games or football games, you know, just for Mm -hmm. any other athlete. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all good stuff. Uh, Wiley, you mentioned the class – Body studies, which I was fortunate enough to take with you guys. And I got to say, that class kicked my butt. I mean, I was struggling for most of it. So, and I'm, I'm a multi-sport athlete. And so it just shows that you guys have a lot, a lot in the tank and a, a lot more than I've got when it comes to the dancing. So. Yeah, I remember you being a little um, surprised when I, when I did my uh, normal little ab workout. Everyone in the class was kind of confused mm-hmm. just because it was coming from a dancer. But... You know, that's what we do, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to stay fit if you want to excel in anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and so, um, whatever. I bet 
I could think of a whole bunch of the people on here on push-ups, so this is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably not me. Yeah, Mrs. Fott likes to make us hold planks for uh, way too long. Yeah, we've been holding planks for so long. Yeah. Right, it, sounds like, it sounds like just a regular hockey practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, planks are not fun with Mrs. Fott. When I, when I used to say I can't, she made me do 25 push-ups every time I said it, so now... Yeah. No, I do, but no, no one says they can't. <laughs> you yeah. are apologizing. You cannot apologize or yawn. Or yeah, you can't yawn. Yeah. At home, at my studio, if you we yawned, that was yawn. 20 push ups. That was like really spot. rude if you yawned. Yeah. 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 So it seems like you guys got a lot of ups and a lot of downs too in, in, in <laughs> dancing. Um, something that we kind of do on the show normally is we go around and talk about favorite memories in your program. I'm sure you guys, I mean, being four year. Um, members, you've definitely got to be have some good stories for us. Is there anything? <laughs> it okay. looks like you're really excited about I'm this really one. I'm excited about this one. Um, so, uh-huh. <laughs> so um, let's just say, like my freshman sophomore year, I was not the most mature dancer no. person on the scene. <laughs> and so there was a part in the dance taught by a guest artist named Nick Papulio, and Papulio, Papulio. Lucky enough to have Wiley's hand on my shoulder. And we had already, Wiley and I would oftentimes make eye contact and start like laughing for no reason during class. And so there was one day where I just got this sudden urge to lick her, like, oh my, <laughs> um, to lick her hand during practice. And I did. And then we got talked to um, by yeah. our teachers. And, and may I add, I was such a good friend that I didn't throw Ava under the bus when they asked us why we started laughing. And Ava also didn't take credit for <laughs> licking me. That's why I was laughing. But, yeah, to this day, uh, we still we laugh, laugh about, about that. <laughs> Wait, there's also one more. Um, <laughs> so we did the Nutcracker freshman year, and I remember we all had to get in this diagonal, and Brett was like the quietest like little person oh no and there was this one time i don't know what we're doing but we're gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> okay wait you can take it yeah well we oh, i don't remember that being the nutcracker but um since this day well that practice miss mrs smith now mrs spot um yelled like should i do it yes yeah, yeah. yeah. wait wait because what we do is good okay what? <laughs> <laughs> she yelled my name so loud and so deep, and now every single time that like she any of us like do anything wrong, they're like everybody's like, like yeah. so loud, like it's not even if it's like it insane. was like a demon came out. Oh, it was so scary. My family. Um, um, one of my favorite memories was when we. We used to do like sleepovers when it was allowed, and we would always go into one of the Culver houses. So Wiley and I took it upon ourselves to sleep in this poor haunted room. Someone had died in that room. Okay, so it's like this red room, and Wiley and I were like, we're going to go sleep in here. She was a little scared. What? And so we get really freaked out in the middle of the night, and we're like, okay. You don't need to. Okay, so it was Wiley. I love stuff like that, so I was down for it. But then we decided that we need to go sleep somewhere else, so we took all the pillows from this room, red room, brought them into the kitchen. So we can't fall asleep. It's 3 a.m. We go on live stream, you know, like a couple, like two people show up on our Instagram live stream. It's 3 a.m. Girls come down, yell at us for being too loud, so we're like, okay. We were having a dance party. Yeah, we were like, we should probably go to sleep. 
So we go to sleep, and the next morning I wake up to this banging, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm trying to, like, you know, I'm trying to sleep. It's going off for, like, 20 minutes. I keep it on. Miss Duke is trying to shove this oven pan into the oven. That and doesn't fit. fit. And I look at Wiley, and Wiley, had, Wiley and I had, like, four hours of sleep that night, and I was like... I will never do this again. Oh my god! I was like, it was miserable. Yeah. So I think it was a lot of fun. There's yeah. also like this thing in dance where we clap when people fall. Like, cause some of the girls are just fall, and so we all clap. And so this isn't really just a memory, but I think it's funny because like even when we're flawed, we still like up, like applaud each other for failing, and that's, yeah. I think that's something that's cute yeah. and fun that we always did. And I would just like like to add kind of what to Ava said earlier. Uh, we weren't the wisest um, younger girls, um, especially myself. I knew I was probably getting called into the office probably twice a week, yeah, every week, so based off my behavior in dance. And then look at me now. I mean, I'm yeah. still just as immature, but I, yeah, I get away with it now. And we're having fun. And now we're kind of like the older girls that are like, all right, guys, like, get it together, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. that's an interesting point that you bring up because it's so weird having to, like, lead, like you said earlier, your question earlier, lead your peers, um, especially being a choreographer to your, like, friends. It's it's a little bit of a weird dynamic because you have to tell them what to do, but also you're friends with them. So it's kind of like this weird realm that you try and navigate as a leader, but it's super rewarding in the end when they're trying super hard to bring your vision to life. So, yeah. Awesome. It sounds like you guys have a fun time and I'm super excited for all of you guys. I mean, I bet the four, the last four years has been quite the journey. Um, we're coming up on uh, our time here. Is there anything else you'd like to add before I, I close out the show is, as you guys are moving forward with uh, the team, as you really have dance thought. is amazing. Respect dancers. <laughs> yeah. Respect the arts. Yeah, and I would also just like like to add that um, sometimes people I think on this campus and just like in the real world don't recognize how talented the people around them are unless it's like sport oriented because that way you know if they come in first place it's an easy you know, it's an easy way to navigate who's good at what, but, like, some of the dancers at Culver are awesome. I know some of us are hoping to pursue it in college, so I would just say, like, continue to push yourself to appreciate the people around you, whether they're, you know, artists, photographers, or actually, like, you know, involved in sports and arts, you know, it's just important to never be closed-minded to those type of things, because, you know, some people are really great at what they do and deserve that appreciation. Yeah, I would Absolutely. just say, um, take advantage of the arts here because the, when you get old, you're going to have to pay for it. So we yeah, have three performances too. here that are awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, as we, as we conclude the show, I just want to say thank you for coming. I, I had a really fun time. You guys kind of gave us an insight on what, what it's like over at Dance Vision, and I learned a lot, and I'm uh, very, very happy with what uh, we got done here. Thank um, you. So thanks, thanks yeah, a thank lot. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you so much. Goodbye, podcast. All right. Goodbye, pre chats. We're going to round out here. Uh, thanks for listening to After Taps podcast with uh, Eric Marshall and Dance Vision. Have a great night.